Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. So I think he, like I, would love to see all the restrictions removed as soon as it was safe and possible to do so. But he's also got to look at the impact of the Delta variant on infection rates, on um, hospitalisation rates and where we are with the vaccine programmes. Health Minister Edward Argyle was on LBC this morning explaining why the government's pushing back so-called Freedom Day. Lockdown restrictions were supposed to be being lifted on June 21st. Now it's expected that's going to be July 19th and it's because of this Delta variant that's spreading throughout England. So lockdown continues just a little bit longer. But what impact has it already had on this country? Well, one place that has a unique insight into how we've been working is the professional networking site LinkedIn. And its UK country manager, Janine Chamberlain, is with me now. Janine, the pandemic has been a bizarre time for everyone, but LinkedIn, just because of what it is, I mean, you guys must have had quite an extraordinary time during this. When lockdown fell, I bet a few people actually turned to LinkedIn to ask what on earth is going on. Yeah, I I mean, what an understatement that it's been a bizarre experience. You know, looking back at the last 12 to 15 months, we we have seen record levels of engagement on the platform um, as, as we've tried to help people and businesses really to navigate the the global pandemic and LinkedIn became the place to give and get help. If you think back of the first lockdown last year where, you know, those of us who were able to shift to a remote working environment, you know, those individuals literally swapped physical office interactions for virtual ones and gravitated towards virtual events. And I think a sense of you know, connection with others that we were missing in, in a physical way that's shifted online. And we've been able to, to help with that, as well as help our members to learn skills online, to, you know, create content, to find jobs and, and really benefit from a supportive professional community online. Finding jobs seems to be interesting to me because a lot of people, of course, did lose their jobs during the pandemic. Lots of people went on furlough as well. Did you see an increase in the number of people looking for positions, but also maybe a number of people looking to hire as well? Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost, it's been devastating for so many people. And we've seen a lot of these stories come to life on LinkedIn. People, as you said, lost their jobs were put on furlough and they were reaching out to a community for help in trying to find new jobs or or learn new skills and and in that way try and, you know, maybe shift to a different line of work. Um, I think from a hiring perspective, obviously, we could see very, very clearly at the start of lockdown and, and throughout every lockdown that hiring fell sharply and when we come out of lockdown we can see this coming back up so we're, we, we've got some reason to be optimistic right now as we're seeing the hiring rates almost come back to pre-covid levels so i think that's 
really exciting to see. There's there's reason to be optimistic. There's reason to have hope for people who might have been out there looking for jobs for a very long time by now. Were there any particular sectors that either did well or perhaps didn't do quite so well during this pandemic that you've been able to notice? Were there any particular things that you picked out? I think it's no surprise to see that obviously within healthcare, um, supermarkets, so so retail, uh, distribution, there was actually a lot of hiring going on and continues to be quite a lot of hiring in those sectors as they came out slightly more resilient than, than other sectors. And also no surprise that you know um, travel and hospitality were particularly hard hit. But it's been really interesting that organizations are starting to look at you know, the transferable skills that people have that they can bring from one job to another. I think it's really great to see companies assessing candidates based on their skills and not just based on their direct experience or their formal qualifications, because it's really helping companies to tap into a much broader and more diverse talent pool. Equally, and and I know you've heard this before, um, digital is so much on the rise. It was a trend that we were already seeing pre-COVID, but has really accelerated throughout the pandemic and continues to accelerate now. So many companies are looking for people with technical skills, with digital skills, really to help them rebuild their organizations in a much more digitally and therefore more resilient way going forward. And what about LinkedIn itself, Janine? I mean, did you see any changes within the company as as it went into lockdown? It could be the number of users who are using it, or it may, it may have been. I mean, did you have to evolve and change the way that, that, that LinkedIn itself has run during this time? Yeah, well, like uh, a lot of other, especially technology companies, we were able to shift our entire workforce remote. Um, and we did that very quickly. And, and it was a fairly seamless experience. But there's a lot of other things that you have to think about when people are working remotely. You know, we've heard a lot in the last year about mental well-being and making sure that people do feel supported and don't fall into this necessity of always being online and, and finding it hard to distinguish between sort of the, the home and the work balance from a member's perspective, rather, we've seen a lot of people coming to LinkedIn looking for help from the community. One of the things that I think is really interesting to see is that the stigma on being out of work seems to have lifted. And I'm seeing that our members are now actively signaling to their communities that they are open to work. And with that, they're actually getting a lot more outreach from recruiters and from their community to ensure that they they land jobs again. So I think that's a really interesting development. That's really interesting because before this pandemic, of course, there was that stigma about being unemployed. You never wanted to admit that you're out of a position. Um, has this pandemic then changed business itself? Has it made it more sympathetic, I suppose? I think it has. It's almost like the, the playing field was leveled, right, as everybody went through the same experience. And obviously, some people were more impacted than others, depending on your line of work. But in essence, I think we did really go through it together 
um, globally. And so there was a lot more understanding, a lot of compassion from organizations. And I think it's good to see this continue as well, because there still are a lot of people out of jobs and we need companies to really look at not just, you know, what experience these people have, because especially for young people, it's been really hard to get experience in the last year, as you can imagine. So by really looking at the skills and the future potential that bring people can bring into organizations, I think we can help people back into work really quickly. And that compassion is exactly what we need right now. You guys are holding a careers event, you know, talking about people trying to get back into employment. You're kind of taking your, your stuff offline as well now, aren't you? We are indeed. Yes. This week we have the jobs shed. And what we're doing is bringing together people who are actively looking for jobs with people who are actively recruiting for jobs. Companies like Pinewood Studios, Patch, Michael Page will be there. They have jobs going at the moment and they are looking for people who uh, who are looking for work. And it'll be interesting to see how that kind of progresses, isn't it? It'll be interesting to see how many, how quickly I think people are going to be picked up. The, the, those talented people who have lost their positions now that the lockdown will eventually come to an end. We're not quite sure on the date at the moment this morning anyway, but how quickly those positions will be created and how quickly they'll be filled as well will be interesting to see. Yeah, and I think also there's a lot of things that people can do understanding what companies are hiring for right now. There's a lot of opportunity to upskill or reskill yourself for free online. Um, over the course of the pandemic, in collaboration with Microsoft, we released a lot of online courses for free on opportunity.linkedin.com with a specific focus on the type of jobs and the type of skills that organizations are hiring for right now, such as programming languages or soft skills like communication, problem solving, emotional intelligence. So I think there's a lot that people can do to, to not just worry about their prospects, but actually invest time in finding and, and developing those skills that companies are currently hiring for. Are you starting to see uh, your users seeing a light at the end of the tunnel now, now that lockdown restrictions are gradually being eased? Yeah, we've recently done some research amongst our members and we can see that almost two thirds of our members are feeling optimistic about their job prospects right now. So absolutely, I think we're seeing positivity. Um, remarkably, young people, those aged between 16 and 24, so they're graduating from, from school or university this year, they're actually the most optimistic, which I think is great to see because they're arguably entering one of the toughest jobs markets in a generation. And with LinkedIn itself, uh, you know, you said that you, you were able to, to pivot so that all your employees were able to work from home. Are they going to be coming back to the office? Are you looking forward to going back to the office, Janine? I am. I am, but not every day of the week, David. I live quite far out of London. So for me, not having to commute. And I think with me, many other people will feel the same way. You know, the, the lack of a commute has actually been, you know, quite welcome for a while. But I personally really miss the connection with people. And what we can see as well from, you know, our internal employee surveys, which we use Glint for, but also just data from a lot of other companies that we can aggregate as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who would like to have a blended work life. So coming into the office two, maybe three days a week 
and working at home to maybe three days a week. So you still have that opportunity to connect and to collaborate and be creative as a team, whilst you can use your time at home to really focus on getting some of the some of the job done that you need to do in a, in a more quiet place. Yeah, I wonder if that five-day commute is now over for the UK. There's a lot of discussion about this, but I, you may know this. Have the words remote working, hybrid working, blended working, have they been appearing an awful lot in adverts? They are, yeah. We can see a lot more um, job adverts now showing up as remote um, and then there's obviously the difference between is it permanently remote or is it remote for the time being? But I think there will be a lot more flexibility because it helps companies to attract from a much broader pool of talent because that relation between the location and the role is just going to be less important. So it will allow a lot more people to apply for different roles and, and to kind of progress in their careers in a way that they may not have been able to do so before. And that's the leader. Hit your follow button to make sure you don't miss out on our news analysis and commentary every day at 4 p.m. We're back tomorrow. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.